Hello, and welcome to the Ground and Grow podcast. I'm your host, Kayla Estenson-Williams. I'm a Minnesota-based marriage and family therapist, yoga teacher, and I create mental health content to help you ground and grow. I hope you enjoy this episode. Now let's begin. Hello, everyone. So in the last episode, I did an overview on kind of some of the common perinatal mental health things that we might be going through around pregnancy and postpartum. And today I am going to dig in to the focus of trauma around the perinatal experience because trauma is, as you probably know, uh, my main specialty. And I really love this connection of working through trauma for those who have experienced trauma, whether it be prior to pregnancy, as well as during pregnancy, uh, delivery, and postpartum. So I'll talk a little bit about what trauma can look like in perinatal experiences and phases, um, because I don't know that it is really identified enough. I think when someone is pregnant or has a new baby, there is, of course, a lot of like joy and excitement, which I think it deserves to have, of course. Um, people are really excited. Typically, not always. I know there's a lot of different mixes of experiences, but what we see a lot is people being really excited. You're going to add a new member to the family. Uh, people are really excited to hold a new baby because they're so cute and snuggly. Um, and these things are all true, right? I think it is, of course, very exciting and wonderful. If it's, you know, something that is wanted in the family. Um, but I think there isn't as much of a focus on how hard these phases can be. Uh, there's not enough people checking in on their loved ones who are going through all of this. Uh, there's not enough awareness around how traumatic this can be. Whether it just be like, Ooh, this is a really big transition in life and this is really hard on my body. Um, and now my world is kind of flipped upside down as well as different layers of actual trauma that can be there. Uh, I touched on this a little bit in the last episode. So um, if you haven't listened to that yet and you want more of an overview on all these different uh, mental health things that can show up, because that might be helpful for this one, you might want to pause, go listen to that first and come back here. Um, but there I talked a little bit about how trauma is not necessarily, doesn't have to be this like obvious traumatic event, right? So the common ones we see are like <clears throat> someone having a really scary pregnancy or a really traumatic birth, um, or some like really significant medical things happening postpartum, right? Like that might be more obvious. Ooh, this person has trauma. I need to check on them and support them. Um, which of course is true, right? And I will talk a lot about those kinds of things today, but I think it's also important to note that trauma is not defined by the traumatic event itself. It is more defined on how that impacts us. So just going through all of these big transitions itself, even if like pregnancy and postpartum has been, you know, as, as smooth as those phases can be, um, that can feel kind of traumatic because it is a huge transition. So I think it's worth knowing that um, no one else gets to define if it was traumatic or not, except for you, if, if you are the person listening that is um, 
And, and this can be like, you might be the birth parent, you might be the support parent, you can all experience trauma around this. And I will start a little bit with uh, the process of getting pregnant, because that can feel traumatic in a lot of different ways. Um, so I talked a bit about, for me, experiencing a few years of infertility before getting pregnant, that was certainly traumatic, right? So for me, it was a lot of these questions of, am I going to be able to grow my family in this way? Or what if I don't get to grow my family? Uh, why me, right? So anxiety and self-worth things show up and it's like, why is this happening to me? What can I do right? What can, what am I doing wrong? Um, and then you just add on top of it, if you are going through fertility treatments, right? Those medications, they are not fun. Um, if you are doing a treatment like IVF or even IUI and need injections, uh, those for most people are not pleasant experiences. There might be surgeries or different things involved. So those can all feel really big. You know, maybe they're just overwhelming and impactful. And with that, of course, you still need support or they might feel traumatic, right? It might feel like it's shifting how you view this phase of your life and how you're viewing the world around you. Uh, if you're experiencing infertility as well as pregnancy loss, right? So pregnancy loss is, of course, really traumatic. Um, you know, getting to have this this hope if it's a wanted pregnancy that you're growing your family and then having that miscarriage at any phase, right? Whether it be earlier on or, of course, later down the road, um, that can be really traumatic for so many ways, right? That is a huge loss and huge grief. So whether you're experiencing some form of infertility or trouble conceiving or loss or trouble maintaining a pregnancy or trouble having a viable, healthy pregnancy, um, it impacts how you can be present in the world. I know for me, it felt like everyone around me is, of course, getting pregnant at the time that I really want to be getting pregnant. And so it might be hard to be as present in different relationships or feel like your life is going the way you wanted it. So all of these things, of course, can feel really traumatic um, in themselves. And this can also impact some other routes of uh, perinatal mental health. So even if you didn't undergo a pregnancy and like a postpartum period from delivering a baby, you might have grown your family through adoption or fostering uh, lots of different like ways that we can grow our family now, um, which all have so many different complicated factors. So those processes can be extremely traumatic themselves. Those transitions can be traumatic uh, for everyone involved and I think just need a lot of support, right? So if you're in any of these phases, I cannot uh, emphasize enough how important it might be to get some therapy for you, uh, for your family members, all of that, because it's, it's a lot. So trauma itself can begin even before a pregnancy or an additional family member is added to the family. So that's worth noting, and that needs help. And then trauma can, of course, happen during pregnancy. Um, it might just be because pregnancy is hard, right? Pregnancy, for me, my pregnancy, um, I did have a couple high-risk factors just with the pregnancy itself, but my health, I would say, was like normal pregnancy <laughs> discomfort, um, right? Like the the heartburn, the difficulty sleeping, uh, having to pee all the time, right? These, these things that are 
fairly normal. Um, and it's so discouraging, right? You talk about it with your doctor and they're just like, yep, that's normal. Okay. Bye. Um, and it sucks because it's like, this is tough, right? Going through like nine plus months of discomfort, uh, can feel really tough. It can feel, um, even kind of traumatic in its own way, right? I know everyone's pregnancy is different, but for me, uh, the first trimester, I was really sick and it wasn't like hyperemesis level or anything, which gosh, that's traumatic, right? But, um, you know, it was just kind of the normal, uh, quote unquote morning sickness that lasts all day, uh, and fatigue and all of that. And that felt, I guess I wouldn't necessarily say traumatic, but that was really, really tough. I felt really disconnected to myself and my day, and oh, that was tough. Um, and then you add on all of the extra things that can happen, right? People can have a lot of different conditions in their pregnancy that either impact their own health and make that feel kind of traumatic or questioning the health of their baby. Um, so the conditions I had were just around... Um, the umbilical cord some you know weird formations of that a couple of different like really rare random things um but we, you know every time so in my third trimester I had to go in at least once a week for all this monitoring which is stressful in itself right to have to like drive out and go to these appointments and do these appointments um but then there's anxiety there and and for me each time we had the appointment we could check baby was okay and she did totally fine through delivery none of those complications actually impacted her um in any significant ways which is great um but it was scary right and it's traumatic especially I was working through my trauma from infertility but uh that's a process right and so I still kind of felt like the other shoe is going to drop and now I have this high-risk pregnancy and this is what's going to do it and so fears around pregnancy, whether there actually is something medically wrong with you or your baby or anything, um, or if it's just like anxiety, I think anxiety, and I talked a little bit about this in my last episode, just about my postpartum anxiety, how some of those thoughts themselves were traumatic, right? So when we have really high anxiety, we might be living in this reality that's not real, right? We might be worrying about some sorry if you can hear my dog flapping her ears in the background now you know what it's like to be in a session with me uh she likes to do that um but uh what was I saying here yeah so so some of these thoughts from anxiety can feel kind of traumatic because we can feel like we're living in that so we can have our own trauma during pregnancy for a lot of different ways and then there's delivery, of course. And I think just having a baby at all is a, um, it's an experience. It, it, most people don't really enjoy it. Um, I know my, I had a pretty early induction and so we had a lot of like interventions and things. I had a really great supportive team. So that felt, uh, just really wonderful. I think that, you know, made it as minimally stressful and traumatic as it could be, but it was really uncomfortable. Um, my contractions were really tough. I had back labor from baby's positioning, so I was in a lot of discomfort throughout it, but everything was going smooth considering all these factors. Um, but of course, some people have um, some really scary things that go on in pregnancy, right? There might be a lot of blood loss or there might be emergency C-section or baby might be in a really scary position, um, or baby might be taking a while to like breathe after delivery. Like there can be all of these different things that can make 
delivery feel traumatic, right? Whether it be this big event that happens or not, right? It's obviously like a physical trauma to the body. It is a big experience. And then right after you're expected to then uh, take care of said baby. So that's a whirlwind in its own. Um, and then postpartum, there can be trauma, right? Of course, like the, the transition itself, the lack of sleep that you're getting, if you're getting anxiety. So my anxiety really fed into my lack of sleep. Um, I had a very like clingy baby who just wanted to be held to sleep. So initially my husband and I were like taking shifts and trying to navigate all of that. Uh, but then I couldn't sleep when it was his shift because I was so worried he'd fall asleep and I had so much anxiety about safe sleep. Um, I won't go into all that, but uh, it, it was really tough and I was getting like one to two hours of sleep a night at first and we were dealing with all of these other medical things that we were navigating. So it was, uh, I would say it was a bit traumatic, right? And it, along with all the anxiety that was there. Um, so people's mental health can feel traumatic in itself, of course, it's a major transition. And then if there's any like complications or things that are going on that you didn't really expect. So for me, I, I commented on how our breastfeeding journey was a journey. Um, it was really challenging. We had lots and lots of lactation appointments and uh, tongue tie revision and like just all the body work that was needed. So there's a, like, a lot of stuff they were doing and I was really attached to wanting nursing to work and it wasn't working and it didn't work. Um, and so that was tough. Pumping was tough. So I have been exclusively pumping and I think that especially in the beginning when you're doing it around the clock with a very sensitive, fussy baby who was, you know, you could divine colicky, uh, which was due to all of her oral issues that she was having. But that felt dramatic, right? That was a lot. Uh, some people have really big, like, sleeping concerns with their baby. Um, if their baby is really gassy and colicky or fussy, like, that can feel really tough. Um, any other things that are just maybe not going how you expected it to. Um, this can also involve, like, other family concerns, right? Maybe family isn't being as supportive as you hoped they would be, or maybe there have been um, re like really challenging boundary things. Like there can be a lot of relationship stuff that shows up here too. So um, trauma can happen at any point. And again, it is not about the event itself. It's about how it feels for you, right? If it feels like it shifts the way that you can be present in your experience, um, you can define that as trauma if that feels fitting for you. Or you can just define it as like, whoo, this is really tough. I need support. And that is where we get into the support that you can get. Um, I think first and foremost, we've got to normalize it, right? Um, and not normalize it as in like, having trauma is normal, get over it. But as a, hey, having trauma can be a really common experience in any of these phases. And we need to do better as a society to support that. So family, friends, support systems, you know, I think we all need to be more aware. Um, if you've got a loved one who is working to grow their family um, or is pregnant or postpartum or has adopted a kiddo or is in the process of that or is fostering or, you know, whatever uh, phase that they're in in this whole process, um, I think it's important to recognize that it can be really traumatic. So check in on your loved ones. Um, of course, you want to go over and like hold the cute baby and that's great. But I think also making sure you're really like respecting boundaries that they need, checking in with boundaries that they need 
and checking in with the parents, right? If, um, if it's a two-parent situation or, of course, a one-parent situation or whatever, whatever um, combination of that it is, uh, checking in like, hey, how are you doing, right? Like, what was your experience like? Um, I know I loved when people asked me about like, what was your birth experience like? Do you want to talk about it? Because I did, right? I did want to have some space to be like, hey, this really big thing happened to me too. I love that you love my cute baby, but um, I'm processing what happened. Um, Even though for me, my delivery did not necessarily feel traumatic, but I wanted to process. That was a big event in my life. So um, hold space for if if your loved ones do want to process that. Hold space for it. Uh, They might not want to, and that's okay too. So respect those boundaries. But overall, we need to normalize that and hold space for all these things. Um, And then I think just knowing that, like, whether it's trauma or whether it's just this big transition, like, it, it's normal to need support. Um, And I'd really recommend, um, you know, as long as you don't have other reasons that you're really um, not willing or or up for therapy, you know, which there can be some valid reasons for that. But I, I recommend adding in some therapy appointments. For me, I... I was already in them around infertility. So in in peaks of the infertility process, I'd have therapy more frequently. In different peaks of my pregnancy process, I had therapy more frequently. And then in peaks of my postpartum process, uh, I had therapy more frequently. So it doesn't necessarily have to be like going every week for the whole phase of that. But I think it's always worth getting connected with a therapist that you can book in with for when things feel tough. Um... And just knowing that, like, during these transition phases, it's nice to have an appointment on the books just to, like, for me, sometimes I'd have an appointment scheduled and I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And there's always something to fill that time with. So therapy is great. Reaching out to your support system. Just like last episode, I will link Postpartum Support International because they've got links for therapists you can work with, um, different resources you can do, helplines you can do, all of that stuff. Um, And then, right, you might also explore medications with your doctors. I will also link uh, infant risk stuff so you can figure out what medications are safe for pregnancy and postpartum because there's a lot of medications that are totally safe and the benefits outweigh the costs and um, can be a nice resource to give to your doctor if they're not sure about that too. So um, there's things that you can do. There's support that you can get. I know everyone fluctuates on the amount of support that they have naturally built in, but I encourage you to reach out for support if you're struggling with any of these different transitions. Um, I know I certainly benefited from that, and that has helped me to then really look at, like, not just healing my trauma for myself, which is, of course, important, right? Making sure I'm able to, like, be grounded in these wild experiences, Um, but I think it also helps me be a better parent, right? It helps me have a relationship with my child that's not through the lens of trauma. For me, I, you know, especially from infertility and my anxiety, if I wasn't dealing with that stuff and working through that stuff, I would probably be like a bit over attached (laughs) to outcomes of different things. There would be a higher risk for getting a bit enmeshed with my daughter, um, putting my hopes and dreams within her because I worked so hard to get her and So working through my trauma can help me be grounded and let her be her and let our relationship be our relationship and um, do my own work in the ways that I need to do it. So I think 
working on our own stuff is really good for for parents and it's really good for trauma of course so I hope that this gives you a little information can normalize these experiences hold some space for that and if you have more questions like so I I love perinatal mental health stuff I love trauma stuff so if there's questions that show up for you with this um shoot me an email. You can find that on my website or connect with me in my messages on my Instagram. I'm usually pretty active there. So if you have questions for future content, whether it be episodes or just posts that I'll put on my Instagram, reach out. I love to hear from listeners and, uh, yeah, I'd love to connect in ways that feel helpful. So thank you for listening to this episode and, um, I hope that you can hold a little space for yourself and for your loved ones going through it too. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If I referenced any links in this episode, you can find them below in the show notes. If you like the Ground and Grow podcast, I would greatly appreciate a rate and review from wherever you're listening so that others can find us too. If you'd like to be the first to know when new episodes are coming out, you can subscribe as well as follow me on Instagram at Kayla Estenson Wellness for all updates. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.